Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Come on in, you beautiful, you lovely, you handsome, undefeated Florida State Seminole fans. For those at home, you did your job. You put on your lucky shirts. You sat on a different side of the couch at halftime. For those of you at the stadium, bang up job. Absolutely electric atmosphere. My favorite was the completely clear and audible F Miami chant right before Keon Colvin's touchdown. That was great. McDonough and McElroy could not acknowledge it, but it was clear as a bell. You guys did your job. The team did their job. 10 and 0, undefeated in conference play. 3-0, and the last three against Miami. Not the way that a lot of people wanted it to look. I have been, Kevin is going to say some things. I'm not, I'm not really sure. He was very fired up about the team's performance. I have been through many of these wars in my mm-hmm. lifetime. And to be honest with you, I maybe, I maybe got a little spoiled on last year where Miami couldn't even like line up in the correct defense. 45 to three, the blowouts. They are not commonplace for this rivalry. I think over the past like 21, 22 games, 17-ish have been decided by like a single score. So this was more of the norm. I will say I am very proud of this Florida State team. A tough environment. They I were maybe got a little spoiled on last. Oh, echo. That's fine. Um, <laughs> you're fine, weirdo. Um, they were put to the test. They were put through some adversity, some of their own making. Once again, uh, the target on their back is as big as Mario Cristobal's head at Adam's background. It's <laughs> tough. They're getting every team's best game, and Miami played a pretty solid game. They did what they did, but they rose to the occasion, and they won another one in a row. And as we know from watching the sport of college football, it is tough to win a game, and it is tough to win all your games. Yep. So I feel content. I feel good. Adam, you go give me your thoughts on the game. Then, Kevin, I'll save you for last. Because I'm very interested. Because I think you have a valid point of view, even though I, I think I'm going to disagree with it. But I think it's valid. 
All right, so I missed the first three quarters of the game. I got home at the start of the fourth quarter. I was at a, a birthday party for a three-year-old, my, my goddaughter, and uh, week spent. I know how, how horrible is that. So yeah, week, week to schedule a party in, on the Saturday in, in the fall time. Anyway, so I got home in the fourth quarter. I was trying to follow along, but not follow along because I just I didn't really want to be. I don't know. I didn't want it to be spoiled. So I'm gonna watch it after we're done with this. So. Um, but I kept kind of seeing the score, and I kept thinking to myself, it's playing out exactly how I thought. Um, I had predicted thirty to fifteen. It was like twenty to thirteen when we were when we were I don't know, not far from getting home. 20, I think it was twenty to thirteen at the start of the fourth quarter. So, and Florida State was going in to drive to kind of put the game away. So I felt pretty pretty solid. I thought, all right, this game's kind of going the way that I thought it was going to go. It was going to be mucky and muddy and nasty and ugly in a rivalry physical game. yeah very physical it sounds like that's kind of what it was um and i know that kev has felt like they were going to blow them out I, I just never felt that way i never felt like they had the potential team, to they had the potential to for sure i know but that miami team does fight like they're not i think everybody kept expecting oh if you get up two scores they're gonna quit i mean they haven't really quit all year like What's the they, most lopsided not, defeat of the season? Is it the fourteen-point loss they just had to NC State? Like as far I mean, as UNC was, UNC scored twenty-four straight on them in the to, in the third quarter, and they fought back. And like, yeah, it was kind of I don't know. It was they were getting blown out, but they still battled back and made it like respectable in the end. Where it was like, all right, you, you know, they're making this a game. Like if they get an onside kick here, like I don't. It's they're. Their DNA is just kind of now like they're they're not going to quit like that's just not who they are anymore. So I never thought it was even like that was what was going to happen. I just always kind of thought it was going to be one of those games. Their offense wasn't going to be able to do enough. Your offense was going to be able to do enough, and it was going to be close to the spread. Ultimately, I feel like that's what happened. Like they got that I'm going to cuss bullshit touchdown because Kevin Knowles takes a bad angle and and Fentrell Cypress. I don't know what the hell he was doing. It was a freak like, play for sure. Yeah, man. it was a complete freak play. And they would not have scored if it wasn't for a freak play. They, they got it. You have to give it to them. But, I mean, ultimately, I feel like I was pretty much close to being spot on for what this game was as far as, as, far as my score prediction. So, fourth quarter, looked like you, ran, you were running the ball fairly well. You were kind of close to breaking a couple there. I, I guess, what, Trey had two touchdowns on the night? from. Yep, he ran really hard. He had a good game. The rest of the running attack, uh, they were – you could see that they had it blocked up and they were they were they were close to it but they didn't quite get there. I think we'll talk about that as we talk about kind of the game flow. So yeah, they were okay. Miami's a tough team to run the ball against. Benson had a really good night, man. He was yeah. he was pa- solid. Yeah. Passing attack from what I saw looked like you were getting a ton of man coverage and you know, we've not been great against man coverage this year, so it is what it is. Jaden Dean is busting one. Love to see that. So, it was good to see you know, Keon had the touchdown. Keon should have had another touchdown, but they don't call the flag on the on the grab on the. I believe it was a third down. Um, it was just kind of I don't know. It was just kind of a mess. The passing game has just been a mess. I was wanting to know where I I didn't know if Jaheim Bell got hurt. Like no, no, he was he was he was integral where, where, at the beginning of the game. He they was worked at the end of the game. Yeah. Like no, he I don't know what happened. He he got worked in at the beginning of the game, and he was a presence, and it seemed like they were targeting the tight ends. We'll we'll kind of talk about it. That's the part where you missed Adam first quarter. Yeah. Kev, you were at the stadium. Yeah, give me your thoughts, my man. Yeah, so atmosphere electric. Great job, fans. Um, probably the loudest I've ever heard Doke. So uh, it was good, dude. 
They showed yeah, up. I, I you, you showed up, Kev. You were a part of that. <laughs> yeah, you can hear my voice is partially gone. Um, I was a part of it. Uh, yeah, I have some some gripes about kind of the offensive game plan and, and where that went, but I, I guess I can slot that into when we talk more offensive stuff. Let's talk. Let's talk offensive stuff right now, right at the beginning, because they went. It was an interesting strategy. They went heavy RPO, heavy pistol. They decided to run at this Miami team at the beginning, and they. I wouldn't say they were successful. They got a little bit of push, and they kept the offense on track. I was a little surprised that they didn't go. The tempo was very deliberate, and I, I don't know if that was to get Miami on their heels, make them declare their pressure. Um, and they had they got the tight ends involved early. The wide receivers, particularly Keon Coleman, didn't really get involved until the second half of the game. So what did you think of that initial game plan? Um, what did you think of the how they came out, what they did? Were you a fan of the the first two kind of like scripted drives, or were you just kind of scratching your head from the beginning? So I'm going to put this on. <laughs> My throw, throw the dang ball hat. So uh, they threw the ball 31 times. Yeah, what but would, then they what? ran the ball. 28 times um and let me tell you miami was not letting them run the football they were they were stacking the box like if you want to run to open up the pass well the pass was open it was there Mm -hmm. um the few successful plays they had they manufactured easy completions for jordan travis comeback routes on the outside to johnny wilson a slant to uh jakai douglas that broke for for a big gain they were able to have success. There was a touchdown in the first drive that uh, Kentron Portier dropped on an RPO. They had a nice little yes. RPO dig game going. I thought they had a short passing game that they could go to to kind of break some of that pressure to kind of keep, you know, that Miami was bringing the house. They were loading the box. They were stacking every gap, and they were going to force you to throw the ball. And Florida State, for some reason, continued to want to run the football they kept going to this cute little quad set where there's four receivers on one side and they ran counter backside to it every time and they they were able to get one run for like eight yards out of it but outside of that it was like i think that was the one way they could kind of thin out miami's box numbers by kind of doing that quads look because they just were desperate to run the ball they were desperate to get numbers out of the box and i'm sitting here thinking you have Keon Coleman, you have Johnny Wilson, you have Jaheim Bell, you have all of these athletes, you have a team that's bringing the blitz and bringing all sorts of pressure. Why don't you take advantage of that? Why, why does it feel like teams can do that and they just know that you're going to try to run into the teeth of the defense? Like, if th- you know they have things because they'll do it and you'll see like, boom, big, big play. Because Ja'Kai Douglas has no – like, they, they, they cannot cover you man-on-man. Man. And then when you do run man-beaters, it's like 90% of the time they're these kind of tough comeback routes on the outside instead of trying to get your guys breaking in the middle of the field against linebackers that are plugging gaps. Like, they had no linebackers for most of the game because their linebackers were literally playing on the line of scrimmage. It's – the offense was fine. You scored 27 points on a good defense – but it's frustrating because you should be scoring more. You should there. Sure. It shouldn't be a problem that a decent defense with not great cornerbacks brings the house on you. You should, you should have a game plan to make life easy on Jordan Travis. And I don't feel like they consistently did. Do you think it was the volume 
like just how much they threw the ball or do you think it was the way they were throwing the ball? Do you wish they would have, like you said, attacked the middle more? Because I think the, the, in that, that pass to Ja'Kai Douglas, that kind of like RPO or whatever over the middle, that was a great tendency breaker too because that's a situation I think that was like second down where it's been like a hallmark where Florida State will run the ball for like one or two yards. I thought that was a nice tendency breaker, great call, and it hit an explosive when they needed it. What about the what they were actually doing in the passing game. Was that fine with you or did you not understand that either? Yeah, I just, I just don't understand. Like I I would like to see a little bit more in breaking routes. I'd like for you to be able to get like Keon Coleman in space. I'm, I'm, I'm not someone that like gets frustrated that you run things to the boundary all the time. I think that, that they see some sort of matchup to the boundary. They want to get maybe a corner over there and, and the run fits, but like, okay, on that, <clears throat> Goal line play with Keon Coleman, where they did the kind of cutesy little screen. You know, you know, what I'm talking about the where I thought Keon that was well designed. I, w- I wish he would have got the block from the tight end that he deserved. Jackson West that. missed thought, a block. I thought that um, was well designed. the The question is, uh, like, could you have run that and given him a little bit more space to work with? You know, you have Keon oh, like Coleman. flip the field. Yeah, that's fair. I think um, so. And that, like, the weird kind of like shovel pass thing they did on first and first and goal. That they clearly had that set up. There was some stuff. I think when DJ Lundy was in, I think they tried to get the corner, and then uh, one of the linebackers went through. You guys know the running play I'm talking about. Like, uh, yeah, DJ Lundy was in the backfield. You even said it, Adam. Like, what the hell is this run play? It was like a down in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that was yeah. You saw that because so they were like you said. I I don't know. They do seem to run a lot of stuff to the boundary. I, I don't know if that's a tell. I don't know why they I, like to do that. I don't that. have that big of a problem with that. I don't it's, normally I think a lot either. of times a lot of times that stuff has to do with like where safety rotations and stuff like that, secondary rotations. Yeah. So okay. I mean, a yeah, lot so of times the defense is kind of dictating that to you and you're trying to run away from specific things. Um Adam, what do you think? I mean, it was a balanced attack. Kev, Kev yeah, I mean, 30, would like 34 it. throws, 28 runs. I mean just yeah, looking at the numbers, just looking at the numbers, like it didn't really seem like your passing game was that effective either. I mean you know, 50, 59th EPA per drop back. You know, obviously your running game was worse. Your running game was horrendous. But that's I the mean, thing. Negative one point one eight. You lost. You lost point one eight points every time you handed the ball off. You popped two of them. I mean, you had two rushing touchdowns on on the game. That um, was pop- so good. How many carries did Jordan have? Jordan run the ball. He uh, uh, designed. Of. not know he had the one on that one crappy. Uh, he had a speed uh, option or two that he ran. I, yeah, I they, saw I saw one speed option play that Trey that looked like he it looked like he housed it, but I guess he stepped out of bounds. He did. So they it was probably like maybe three to four design like Jordan runs, and there were some tough runs. The other stuff was sack yardage. So I it was tough sledding. They were closer. They were literally a couple missed tackles away from running into that pressure and popping some more explosive runs. So I get why they did it. They did do it. They blocked up. We in our group chat, we were bemoaning how they were running counter on the series before they ran it like two times for like negative yardage, and then the next yeah. time they popped it for a thirty-yard touchdown. It looked absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I, my only thing I, I guess I would would assume is they thought they could hit it. I mean, obviously you're running it. You're also running it to try to control the game. Like you're trying, they were, it looked, it seemed like, I mean, obviously I got in the fourth quarter. It seemed like they were just trying to control the clock there and finish the game out. Um, Might be got good pressure on the two when you drop back. You guys know, like I have not been thrilled with this offense really the entire season. Like I, I, I was the one standing alone on the limb 
in week two saying we've got a problem here and it really has kind of continued throughout the year. But I mean, in the end, that's a really good defense that they were playing with a defense that was playing hard. Like I think Mike knows that they've got an issue up front and he's, he's doing his damnedest to try to get around it. Um, I mean, to say you want to drop back and throw the ball more than 34 times against a team that's going to bring that kind of pressure and play that kind of man coverage. It was getting, it was getting home too. Like Jordan, it feels like, it feels like, it feels like you're asking for trouble if you do that. It feels like you're putting yourself in a position to give the game away when and maybe Mike, maybe Mike coaches game a little safe. Like maybe he went out there and was like, all right, we just don't want to lose it. We're not going to try to go win it. It felt like he's scared to throw any sort of short intermediate pass because he's terrified of throwing a pick. Yeah. I and mean, there might be does, value to that, but if he's they, never that done they that scheme though. around That's it. Never, it's never been in his arsenal. I mean, it's never go, been a it's never been a thing since he's been at Memphis. I think the only no, type of yeah. I, the, t- the sort of intermediate passing game you'll get. Now, they've done better with like crossing routes and things like that. The intermediate passing game is going to be like the back shoulder throws that we saw near the end of the game that they started to com- complete on. That's their high percentage kind of play that we've seen, especially if it's starting to hit. And then the RPO stuff over the middle. Tr- a true intermediate like ball yeah. control passing game. I don't think – I mean – we might want to see more of it. I just don't think it's it's going to happen. We also don't know how many. It's tough for us to sit here and say we don't know how many checks Jordan's missing at the line of scrimmage. Like, there's run pass checks that are being made all the time. Yeah, we don't know how many. We don't know how many of those are being missed. Did they tempo at all? They the, did a couple in, the, in, the, in the second half. So the first okay. half, it was very deliberate. They tried to get Miami to declare pressure. It it made the game short. It, it kind of played into Miami's hands a little bit. I thought that the pressure wasn't as bad on FSU in the first quarter. Second The second quarter was a mess, but they responded. They responded remarkably well, and I think we can get to that. Um, they started to lean on the tempo near that end of the game where they were looking, where they honestly did put the dagger in before they gave up this like circus bullcrap play. They played so good the second half. I think they played so good the second half as a team, dude. Uh, And like, obviously there were things you can complain about on offense, but the defense was great. The special teams was immaculate and the offense was good enough. They had a really, really good performance coming out of the second half. so here's my question and what I want to look into when we get into the, the, like the film review and stuff. Yeah. So this is what really stands out. Florida state only had a 5% explosive play rate when that's supposed to be what they hang their hat on. Yeah. And it's actually something Miami's not been good at like preventing this season. Uh, teams have been able to get explosive plays on Miami this year. So this, it feels like an anomaly both ways, but it's just, what happened to keep you from being able to be explosive this game? Well, look, I mean, we know that Johnny's coming back from some stuff. You know that Keon Keon didn't look explosive in the same level. That punt return is pretty punt, explosive. Yeah, right? I, I missed the punt return, but he looked good in the punt return. He didn't look Keon good. Well, we know that Tuesday he was still somewhat limited. Wednesday worked a little bit more. Like it's clear he's still working back from something too. So it, potentially there's where some of your, your explosive limitations come from. I, I don't, I mean, it, it was tough to see the fourth quarter. Cause obviously it's a little bit of a different situation defensively. Like, I mean, how much was Miami just pressed up with everybody playing one high safety and bringing the house every play? Like, I, I don't, 
I think that's what stopped the explosive play rate, man. They got to Jordan it, it, really well. Like they got right. and they got to him when they got to him, they got to him quick. So from, think, from just kind of reading along with stuff, it really kind of felt like Miami was just bringing the house and they were getting there. They were being and very they, aggressive. And, and, and Mike was going to run the football. Their secondary played Dugs. pretty good, even with with the Brown brothers in with their when they're starting corners out. The safeties played well when James Williams wasn't being a dickhead. Um, like he was the entire game. <laughs> like, dude, yeah, I, I hate yeah. saying that type of stuff, but like he was terrible. Like that kid, dude, perpetual attitude problem. But anyway, no, they 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 played pretty well. There wasn't too many. Like there wasn't a lot of coverage busts, even on like the explosive pass plays. Jakai, that was a missed tackle. Like they were in, they were ready to play this game. So hats off to them. And their pressure got there, and they didn't have many coverage busts I'm in the back. I'm seeing some Adam Fuller hate. Like in the chat. Oh, dude. Okay, let's talk about the defense because I, I do want to talk I'm about. Curious. The defense. I'm curious because, like, it felt like they dominated Miami. Like, yeah, Miami did not, except for that one BS touchdown at the end. So, okay, so the first half, I, I think the trepidation is coming from the second quarter. The second quarter was abysmal for Florida State. They got outgained by like 150 yards or something in the second quarter, and Miami was starting to get some starting to get some success, like attacking the edges when Florida State wouldn't maintain their run lanes, running into formationing Florida State, kind of like we have done to some people, and running into a light box and getting the numbers. And then their running game was a little bit more explosive than I expected in the second quarter. And then did after we, that, dude, it Did died. we tackle them well in space? Like one no, 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 no. That was like, the problem. The problem so, like, I mean, you knew that was going to be an issue. Go the safeties, so, they, they ran at Cypress. Sometimes the safeties would miss the tackle at the line of scrimmage, and that's what made the explosive. But in the second half, they really cleaned it up, man. They That defense was dominant, absolutely dominant. Now, you were going against a true freshman. They ran like six plays. It was the same six plays they ran against the Clemson game. That was frustrating. But, dude, outside of that 185-yard touchdown pass, which was in between two defenders that hit each other and the kid ran in, they yeah. had nothing. So yeah. I don't get the defense was by far the better part of this game, in my opinion. So, A.B., the what was happening in that drive uh, based off what I what I could tell. So in duo, right, you have double teams across the front yeah. and then they don't work up to linebackers usually. So your linebackers, Florida State was you know, we crashing hard we into the inside. Gaps, and, yeah. and they were bouncing outside and you were just missing tackles. Uh, Shaheen Brown was kind of slow. He had an he did not have a good game coming and filling those lanes in the first half. Um, and I don't think Dent did either, but basically they forced those safeties to come up and make a tackle. And fourth I think quarter, it looked like they were just forcing everything to go into a gap. Like well, how they, they, how they, not, they were not going to allow the run game to bounce. They adjusted, well, Florida State in yeah, the second half ahead. started bringing safeties from the outside and just cramming guys into the interior Smart. and just shutting down any sort of run game. No, it was I, a great adjustment early. It was a great adjustment, dude. Instead of having the safeties kind of like hang back and like be the be the guy to like snuff out the run play to stop it, they had them. They they blitzed them at the line and they just tried to jump the run and play before it could get going. And it really screwed up Miami's timing on those RPOs and stuff. I, dude, I don't get the Adam Fuller hate on this one because his adjustments in the second half are what led your offense and your special teams to. Well, get some of the it points. was like, why is he taking so long to adjust that kind of stuff? Like, well, uh, think about it. Like, sounds like they had one. Sounds like they had one drive. How is everybody? How has everybody been beating Miami's ass the past three weeks? Dropping eight, and we the whole the whole it was yeah. play zone, drop eight in coverage, 
So you're you're wondering why he didn't go completely like balls out aggressive at, at the beginning of the game. Maybe you don't want to give the freshman kid, and maybe you were prepared for Van Dyke. I'm sure you were prepared for both. Yeah, but maybe prepared. you didn't want to give up an easy throw and that like Miami needed explosive plays to stay in the game. They couldn't sustain the success the success rate. Maybe you wanted to bet on your front four a little bit when they realized that the front four was doing a good but not great job and they weren't really getting bothering the Emory kid that much, they dialed it up. I mean, I understand why people want these adjustments in game. Number one, there's a sh- <laughs> there's a lot of coaches that just don't do it. Yeah, at all. Ever. It's not flipping a switch. The fact that we it takes a half to do it is frustrating. But changing the entire philosophy of the defense and how what you prep for for the entire week, that does take time. And Florida State's coaches do it. They're a better second-half team because of their depth, but because of their adjustments, dude, because they're good scheme guys. The second half, Florida State dominated Miami. They did. The freak play is the freak play. It happened. Mm -hmm. Florida State smacked Miami around in the second half, and they showed why they were the better team why they were the class. They were the better team. Miami played their best game of the season and it wasn't enough and it shouldn't have been enough by two scores. Sorry. Way and way. You played a good game. You took the L. Yeah. I mean, Vegas told you, Vegas told you this was a 15 point game and really the outcome kind of was that they got, like I said, they got that BS touchdown. You can't, I mean, the points are on the board, uh, you know, you can't take that from them, but ultimately you you beat them by, you, you really covered the spread. You did what Vegas kind of said you should, which was beat him by 15. And I mean, I don't know. It just, in the end, like it sounded like it was a hard fought game and very physical, but it didn't really sound competitive. It didn't. So it never really felt like Miami was expecting to win that game. I mean, they were playing so conservative the whole time. Um, they they were not asking Williams to do much. They, you know, it felt like when you got up two touchdowns, they were just going to be like, well, the offense is what it is. We're going to run this out. And then they got that play and it just changed everything. But I mean, this is this is the the kind of immediate argument you can make against Adam Fuller's defense being safe in the first half or not being aggressive enough um, on the game. They had a 30 percent success rate. Miami did, which means that Ugh. you were being aggressive, keeping them from being able to move the ball in little chunks. You were not bending, but don't breaking you let up a 9% explosive play rate. That's what hurt you, which is kind of opposite to how he normally functions and how kind mm-hmm. of, I think what they've started leaning more and more on as the season has gone on. But when you want to be aggressive, when you want to bring that safety, sometimes plays like that deep ball happen or um, just the occasional explosive play that get, that get touchdowns. And this is why last year they were not a team that was aggressive because they didn't want to trade off touchdowns. They felt like they could shut you down. So when people say like, oh, you let up 20 points to Miami, well, to be honest, I don't think, I mean, your offense really didn't help out. (laughs) No, I thought the defense was the class of the game. But however, you were going against the weakest part of Miami's team and your offense was going against the strongest part of Miami's team. Both units did enough, helped by a great return and good special teams. Oh, dude, Mastromana, oh my God, he's a punter. He's a punter, he did great. It was a team effort, dude, and it takes a team effort to beat a rival. They have nothing left to play for. I totally – I could expect them to go in the crapper after this, dude. They got nothing left to play for. This was it. 
Yeah, there was nine Louisville million. There was nine million recruits at that game to see Florida State. Their freaking beat writers were literally talking about how Florida State was doing them a favor, bringing all these recruits yeah, up. Dude, this is FSU circled it. Miami circled it about eight or nine times because Florida State actually has something else to play Mario, for other than Mario just Mario was Miami. texting kids like a four-year-old girl begging them to come to school again. Like, I mean, come on, Mario. Yeah. Talk, what are you doing, Mary? But that's what I'm saying. Florida State has real aspirations. They have goals. They have things that they're looking to attain. Miami's hoping to maybe win like the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. They got nothing other than than ruining Florida State season. And I can right, totally so Kev, see it. So Kev said something interesting in our group text. All right, I want to I want to pose this to you, Trey. I want your thoughts because I didn't you didn't get a chance to respond. Kev basically said that now now Miami has the ammunition. Look how look how close the game was. Look, they're you know they they they're closing the gap. They're closing the gap. They got a lot of freshmen playing. They'll be better next year. Florida State loses Jordan Travis, Keon Coleman, Johnny Wilson, Jared Verse, Braden Fisk. How do you yeah, respond so to that? How do you respond? I mean, so Miami's using playing time against you, and now you have playing time to sell against a coach that you have an undefeated record against. One of them being an absolutely embarrassing blowout, and you have playing time to sell too, and that's a that's an advantage, Miami. I, With I a just, loss, I think I think there's some some you can you can argue that you kind of gave them a a little ammunition. Just he's a, little a good bit of he's like, a good recruiter, so no matter what would have happened, like I, I agree, it, it's an easier sell. They still have three games left, and you still took the L. And there's a game that we saw in a game that we saw in a game that we saw with our in a game that we saw with our eyes that it wasn't as competitive as the score. So all the recruits there saw that too. In an atmosphere that you acknowledged was absolutely electric against and you're 10 and 0 and they're six and four. I'm not worried about it. I don't think. So you think I today think, was a net recruiting win for Florida State? You think that? Yeah, happened? dude, oh, absolutely. Oh, go go watch. There's a hundred recruits. Good, there's a hundred recruits. You're done there. with this. Go to Knowles 247's YouTube channel and check out the Jeremiah Smith interview, and that's all you need to see. Okay, because to me, to me, sitting in the stands, I was embarrassed about the performance tonight. Oh no, 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 no! I was embarrassed. That's your Miami no. hatred. Your Miami hatred, dude. This team went to overtime against Virginia. This it team, doesn't matter, like, Kev. This, that, this team, team that team like that team was a middle never school coming and struggled to beat them. That team was never coming to Duke Campbell Stadium and showing up. This is a different football team. Anytime you play them, you you cannot compare them. So the team that played Clemson, the team that it doesn't matter. Yeah, this I, I is their, I just don't care everything. What's on their This is all that matters to them. This is their Super Bowl. Recruiting is what's on. I mean, the logo is recruiting. College just, football is the logo. These games are different. They're not automatons, I, so, and I, you I, program I, in the thing, and then are, like, the results are, happen. There's variations. Seven to thirteen in the fourth quarter. Like I, I'm not sure what's to be embarrassed about of that. I felt like you had an opportunity to sh- just to to show the country who you were. I th- I felt like you had a co- an opportunity to show the country that you are a top four football team, a legitimate threat to win a national championship. They're not, and you they're played not patty cake 
They're with not. a they're mediocre top team that walked they're top 14. They are not in contention for a national championship at all. They show they look like a top 25 team tonight. Oh, stop, dude. Come on. Like, no, no, you had didn't. a chance for no, a statement win, and you didn't. This is a statement. It's a statement anytime you beat your rival. Miami isn't like Old know. Dominion. I'm like they're not a bad team. They're a French top twenty-five team by the analytics. Every single game they played has been close one way or the other. If Georgia those plays games Georgia that you're Tech talking wins by those, seven those, points, dude, do you think that's a statement win? This is Georgia Tech. Ooh, ooh. This is Miami. This is a rivalry game. <laughs> they lost to Georgia Tech. Dude, you can't do the transitive property. You're too smart to believe in the transitive property of college football. It's a don't rivalry be acting game. Like this is some elite program we're talking about. This is Miami. This it's is a, a good program that had every dude. It's a this good a program that is garbage, it's, led shit. by a guy who rolls the ball out at practice. Whoa, this see? is the John Calipari the Miami of college bias. football. It is, the Miami dude. Bias. Listen, bro. They ran four plays all night. I counted. I watched it. I mean, I saw more than four plays. I don't... In just the fourth quarter, you beat your rival for the third year in a row. I get in it, front Kevin. of eighty thousand people and a hundred million recruits. Okay, how is this a loss? I know you could have beat them by more, but you still beat them. In three hundred and sixty-five days, the only thing that people are going to know about when fans are talking, when recruits are talking, is that Florida State lost to Miami. You're right. You're completely right. I'm emotional. It is an instant reaction. That's good though, because I, I, I do I do say, I think there's a nugget of truth in what you're saying. Absolutely. I think you're I don't think you're wrong. And I don't think that I'm right or Adam's right. I think you're I think we're all right in varying degrees. But it's I, it's, I, it's up to you, it's up to the coaches now to sell what I said versus the things that you're saying that are going to be coming the other way. That's all recruiting I, is I think, it's PR I think a and things, sales. I think a couple of things are important. First. If you watch Michigan play today, or if you're watching Georgia right now, we're not competitive with them at all right now. Yes, in, that's, in I, that's a realization I had. Yeah, that it, you're not. You're just not. I mean, it is what it is. So it's going to be a lot of fun to potentially make the playoff. You're not going to be competitive with them. Like you're going to go out there and battle. Half. We just they're, we just they're, we they're, just they're talked about variance. Right we just talked about variance in play. You can play with them. The odds are that you won't, and you'll lose by multiple scores. Maybe, right? Didn't we? Isn't that what we just said? Like variance in college football. Yeah, like it, you can't. You can't. This is a top four team in the country, man. Very. Oh, shut up. It you're is. smart, dude. It, it, it is a top four team in the country, and they, and they continue to prove themselves week after week by winning. But they, I, what I think, what Kev was maybe hoping for was that you're gonna. Like, I think everybody keeps waiting for them to turn this quarter and to just go out there and fire on all cylinders. It's not coming. They're not good enough on the offensive line to go do that. They're, I they're don't not think good Jordan, enough to beat Jordan everybody's Travis, ass every week. They're good enough Jordan, to win every single game they played this year. Jordan Travis isn't playing good enough to go do that. Like, they, the offense just doesn't seem to have the rhythm that you need to go play a full game for whatever reason that is. I don't know what it is. I don't know if Mike knows what it is, but they're really happy to keep winning. Oh, wow. Haters in the building. Yeah, there, there's like a lot of mixed opinion on us right now. They they, it, they keep winning games. Like, that's what matters. Mixed Can opinion. Yeah. How? They're 10-0. They're going to be 11-0 next, after next week when they beat North Alabama. And then you go to Florida with a chance to be 12-0. Like, yeah, I it. mean. Let's ball. Like, this is what it is now. Can can I say that I like I sat in the stands and I watched them lose to Jacksonville State three years ago. You know, like yeah. I'm very appreciative for the, where this team has come and where they're going. And I I 
I think it's still fair to say that you you could have you could have played a cleaner game here and made it made a bigger statement. I mean, you played a fine game, but it it wasn't your best game against a rival. You got out with a win. Stoked about that. I just you know I, I think there's two sides of this where you can look at it either way. You, you know, def- you definitely can. But in the end, we're splitting hairs on maybe one of the 10 best seasons in Florida State mm-hmm. program history. You, yeah, may even, it. you may even vault that up because of the circumstances of how they got there, how this rebuild was accelerated, the non-traditional ways that were used to amp up this rebuild. This is an impressive team. And I want to caution everybody of what we're taught. Like Everybody has different opinions. Because this team is performing so well, we can't have – 10 minute debates about the margins because we have the W secured, but I am, I think it's fine to step back and look, Mm -hmm. this is an instant reaction to a game that you could have played better and you won by more, but dude, it's in the macro. It's a win against your rival. It's your 10th win of the season. Doke is back. Florida state is back to being serious. Florida state is a force on the recruiting trail. Florida State has beaten the University of Miami three times. Who knows what the rest of They still got more games to play. Yeah, Florida, State finished, Florida State just finished their conference slate undefeated. We got Alabama Tech, DeVry next week, and then you got Florida left. Your minimum 11-game regular season. We are much better. Oh, yeah, we would beat Penn State. No, I mean, no. we wouldn't tell them their defense is good, but we are the, we we're legitimately it. a top four team in the country. Now it can bum you out that you haven't had eleven years of like top three recruiting, so you don't have the trenches of Georgia, or you could soak in your tenth win in an undefeated season and another like pocket, like another victory in your pocket of a rival. I know I am. I'm going to smash a lot more beers, and I'm going to I might watch this game again on the old YouTube's. Because I feel good, dude. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. The defensive performance was really good, in my opinion, particularly the second half. Your special teams were great. Your offense was erratic-ish against a really good, motivated front seven. And you won, dude. I don't know. I feel good. Do you feel better or worse? Does anybody feel... Kev, do you feel better or worse, or do you still feel kind of the same? I just had to get that out there. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I feel it. Yeah, it's, it's. I don't actually feel like this was, you know, something that Miami's going to celebrate because they got close to winning against the Florida State team after just a couple of plays that really went their way. Could have fooled me. I, <laughs> I'm frustrated because I, I think, I think that there was a chance there to, to make sure. a statement, and, um. You know, I, this team is probably the, the third best FSU team I, I've seen in my lifetime. Like, seen just, and so it's it's a fun team to watch. They've got a lot of energy. Very grateful for these for the for the staff and for the the kids that put it all out out there every week. Um, I, th- I think we can be realistic about kind of where they are and what kind of opportunities they have and don't have and they put themselves in a great position to, to be a team that that's talked about in the college football playoff. And um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think, I think we're, we do this because we're analysts and we know a lot about the game and we care about this team. And I, I think that it's fair to say 
you know, even when they're undefeated. I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> even when they're undefeated, they there's things that that could have happened, could have gone either way. Uh, you didn't shut the door on a Miami team that you could have shut the door on. And it didn't it, it, I wasn't so totally satisfied with it, but. I think on a rewatch, it's going to feel a lot better. It's going to feel like really Miami was one or two dropped interceptions or that deep play away from kind of getting the score run up on them in the fourth quarter. And they kind of got lucky there. They did. And they got lucky and maybe they can settle on the recruiting trail. But anybody that watched the game, dude, that second half, they didn't do anything. Yeah, they really didn't. They do didn't anything. do it. The quarter was not competitive. If I'm being completely honest, it was extremely. It was a non-competitive half of football, marred by a weird, fluky, freak play, and that's what it is against your rival. So I'm with you, and I think it's good. These instant reactions are great because if you go to the best message board on the planet, that Knowles 24/7 message board, a lot of people feel like Kevin. A lot of people feel like Adam. Maybe some people feel like me. I think that the people on the board are smarter than me, so they probably have more nuanced, informed takes than I do. Either way, there's a lot of opinions going around. It's an instant reaction, and we all have our own authentic reactions. But, guys, the only the only consensus reaction right now, Florida State's undefeated 10 games into the season. That's pretty freaking awesome. And if you're in Tallahassee right now, if you're driving back with just a – an ACC championship level hangover, like I'm sure you were if you were screaming your head off. Just go to Knowles247.com. Adam teased it. The recruiting information is starting to just leak back in. Dane and Zach and Chris and Brendan and everybody are doing just a phenomenal job. So subscribe to Knowles247. Bask in this victory. Because like Kevin said, not that long ago, you were losing to Jacksonville State. Not that long ago, Miami was beating the crap out of you in a COVID year. Not long ago, Florida State was begging to get recruits to even come visit them. Times are a different. Times are a changing. Go to thebattlesend.com. Yes, that's that Go to thebattlesend.com. Support them. Why did this rebuild get accelerated? Why is this team multiple wins ahead of schedule? How is Keon Coleman the same species as you and I, I don't know. He, I don't know what kind of cybernetic alien hybrid he is. All those questions. You don't even need to worry about them. Just go to the battles end and throw him some cash. Oh, we love you. We love Florida state and just keep chopping. You undefeated, beautiful people. Keep chopping. We love you. 10 and 0. F my. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.